0: Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to Joanne Thompson about why leaders need a positive mindset. So she shares a little bit of her career journey as well as talking about where Joanne thinks the positivity comes into being a leader, why you need to ask people what they expect when you're leading them. Listen for Joanne's interpretation of being positive and why it's not all about happy jazz hands, where we need to be willing to take action or make changes or ask for support and why that's relevant. And then listen right to the end for more tips on being positive in your daily life. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. So I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce to increase performance without the impact on your well-being so that you can make the impact that you want in the world now I know you're probably sick of hearing me ask this but please do hit the little subscribe button on your podcast app so that you never miss another episode also please do make sure that you go over and leave me a review it helps enormously for podcast host places to know what you like and importantly to be able to share it with other people. Recently, I've got a lovely mix of both one-to-one coaching with individuals, um, group coaching for managers in organisations, and then working with businesses with a series of workshops that are going to help improve work life and well-being. And if you're thinking about you're going to be doing in 2022 then my top tip for you is to be looking at resilience again and also revisiting some of those work-life boundaries some people are still struggling with the hybrid working switching on emails early not working their usual hours working far more so those are the areas that you can focus on and if you want more then Do get in touch with me. We can book a call and talk about what are the common themes that I'm seeing and what sort of things might be able to help you individually or with your organisation. Get in touch with me, Emma, at emmalankton.com. I'd love to hear from you. This week, I'm joined by Joanne Thompson. Joanne is a career change coach She loves developing better ways to do things with her clients, and she's also a qualified accountant, but never in a traditional accountancy sense, which makes me laugh, Um, because she spent her time developing new systems and processes and managing change across large finance teams in the financial sector. Now, we're talking today about why leaders need a positive mindset. So, Joanne, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here.
0: It's fantastic to have you here. I'm really excited about this conversation. But before we dive in, do you want to just tell people a little bit about you and how you got to be doing what you're doing?
1: Yeah, can do. So, you know, when I was sort of 17, 18, I was desperate to work in a bank and one of the opportunities I saw was to be an accountant. Um, And I thought, oh, what a really good idea. I enjoy maths. I enjoy that kind of thing. So that led me on a path to join financial services and qualify as an accountant. But like you say, I've never been a traditional accountant and um, I've, I've done sort of corporate accounting before, but I've just decided that actually I loved all the people stuff. In my degree, it was like all the people stuff. But I never really kind of caught on to that. And I just kept going with the accountancy and the the change management. I did project management. And it wasn't until recently, probably, well, four or five years ago, when I was um, running a women's network in the organisation, that I once came out and said, do you know, I could do this every day. I could do this supporting women, supporting people, supporting development. And I could do this every day. And I thought, and again, I still didn't kind of think, oh, well, I, I think I should do something different. I think I should be doing this more full time. And it wasn't until we did the uh, bit of a more of a leadership program that I remembered that I'd done some coaching about 15 years ago and coach training, it really helped me. And we did more some more training on how leadership and coaching work together better. Um, And I suddenly thought, do you know what? I really love this. I really love coaching. I can see the benefit of it. And it transpired that when you're leading teams, actually a lot of people, a lot of the time, they don't want to be fixed. And I am a bit of a fixer. I like helping people. I like solving problems. But people don't want to be fixed. They want you to listen to them. They want to work it out for themselves. They want to be treated as adults. They're, They're capable. And if you kind of, as a leader, constantly tell them what to do and how to do it, you're taking their, their own sort of capabilities, their own power to do things away from them. So coaching, just to me, I was just like, I need to know this more. I'm slightly obsessed by Psychology magazine as well. All holistic kind of looking after yourself. Um, yeah, my husband hates the fact that I've got about a hundred copies sat in my office at the moment, collecting, well, they're not collecting dust because I get them out regularly, but uh, just this whole wellbeing and I'd had a lot of health issues. So I decided to to train myself outside of my job and uh, train myself with um, a company specialising in coaching, qualified as that. I then went on to do the ICF accreditation. And uh, last year I decided that, you know what, it's about time. It's about time I took control of my life and what I wanted to do and my future and do the things that I love. Um, coming up to, you know, being 50, it was like, you know, I need to do something different. So I am 50 now. But uh, yeah, so that really got me into setting up my own business. And uh, a few years before that, I, w- I had some real health issues and uh, I decided to write a bucket list. And on the bucket list was be my own boss. And I was like, so, you no. Know, There was all these signs there saying, come on, Joanne, you need to do something different. You need to do something more positive. Um, I had this kind of negative mindset of I don't need to, you know, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going for the kids and the family and making sure I can pay my bills and all the rest of it. But it wasn't making me happy. I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my career. And when your career is, you know, 70% of your week, it's, it's hard to you know continue to keep going like that so I made a massive change set my own business my own coaching practice um you know June last year and uh, I've kind of been building that ever since and I just love helping people I love helping them re- helping them realize that they can do stuff that they are capable that they can have more than they think they can um yeah so it's so that's sort of how I've got into it really in a long-winded way
0: (laughs) that's a lovely story though isn't it really about how we kind of just follow that path of expectation um doing what we think we're doing or we've set out with one um sort of vision and goal. so you know you were like right accountant 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 and and although there was things that you absolutely loved you almost didn't um, stop or notice them, and didn't deviate from that kind of expected path, really. And often that can happen a lot. I think with um, with with the people, obviously, with the people that you work with, and the people that I work with as well. And it definitely can happen a lot in organisations where don't stop to do the reflection, don't stop to do to, to you know to look at other things and to um, reassess what it is that's going on, or even to ask you know, other people for their views and opinions. Is that what you find?
1: Yeah, definitely. You're so wrapped up. We we live a life of circumstance a lot of the time. We don't live intentionally. And it wasn't until I raised my self-awareness of how I was living and what I was doing and the decisions I was making that I suddenly realised that I was doing just that, living a life of circumstance. I was letting other people dictate to me my career, how I was going to work, Um, you know, in an organization, you've got policies and and procedures, you've got culture. Um, And I was frustrated most of the time because I wanted to do things differently. I wanted to do things my way. And um, you can't just do that. And you can't just do that um, when you need to standardize across teams and, you know, and the word, oh, we can't do that because we'll set a precedent, you know, it's a precedent. that came up time and time again. And it was just, you know, we need to be able to step back, think about what we truly want and truly makes us happy. And we can't necessarily get it all the time or straight away. It's a journey, life is a journey. Um, But you can, if you can see the future, if you can see a vision, if you can really think about what it is that you want and raise your self-awareness of why you're making certain decisions, what beliefs that you've got, and how things are holding you back. It's, you know, can you do something about them and do one thing at a time? You get yeah. so used to making decisions that are right for everybody else. And if you're like me, you like your people, please, quite a lot. Um, you know, you do things because your, your family rely on you or somebody relies on you. But, you know, you need to sometimes look after yourself as well in that because you can't be at your best if you're worn out unhappy um exhausted burnt out it just doesn't work and I, I learned the hard way and it's really interesting and I can pick up on
0: loads of bits and pieces that you've kind of said there you know when you um you know you've mentioned about making sure that you're aware of your raise your own awareness really and and get really really clear on that vision and those are two aspects in um, some of my pillars of resilience really when I do my resilience training Um, and it's one of the things particularly when I do it with leaders and if I'm doing a half day I've got a little bit more time and stuff and I take people back and get them to look at their vision it's one of the things I think isn't it that can often get forgotten because like I was saying you just get on that path and you just keep doing and you uh, you know you just keep moving forward and what's the next thing what's the next thing but that lifting your head up and looking a bit further and what's the point and what's the vision and on one of the other podcast guests you know one of the things that she asks people is you know what kind of legacy do you want to leave what kind of you know what kind of leader do you want to be what kind of manager do you want to be and that's about that bigger vision as well isn't it but then when you've got all of that that vision and that awareness it helps you be more resilient it guards against burnout and then some of the other bits about you know stopping the people pleasing everybody knows I talk loads about boundaries and Actually, thank goodness for boundaries, because basically it kept my business going through COVID (laughs) (laughs) when all the development stuff wasn't happening, Um, you know, and the healthy boundaries and, you know, you know, not doing the people pleasing and things. And so where do you think that, you know, the positivity aspect comes into helping you to either progress your career or get clear or be a better
1: leader? I think being a leader is a huge responsibility. And I think a lot of people, it, it automatically comes with the status. You know, it automatically comes with the job that you suddenly put into a leadership position. And some people don't really want to be leaders. You know, they just want to go to work, do their job, but they still want the position, the status. And, but, you know, it is for me, it's a real responsibility. So, And you've got multiple people in your teams. They're all different personalities. So you've got to kind of think. So how do I how do I stick, you know, be positive? How can I be a role model to them? Um, you know, how do I support them but not overpower them? How do I give them the freedom but not so much that it, it you know, they get it wrong? You've always got to think of. So what are the options? There's there's always multiple perspectives. There's always different options. And I think as a leader, you need support yourself as well. So because your team take, they've got a lot of expectations of you. And it's good to know what those expectations of are. Because if you've no idea, if that communication isn't there between you and your team, you don't know what you need from each other. So you're kind of making assumptions. And assumptions are kind of a bit of the devil in the organizations and leading teams, you know. Yeah. You, need to, you need to ask people what it is they're expecting, expecting and you need to be clear with them so they understand it as well. You know, staying positive in the sense of understanding your team, understanding what you need to deliver, but also understanding what they need as well and trying to find that balance so you can share the journey, you can share the vision of what you need to achieve and, and work collaboratively.
0: If you've got if you've got some people that you know, when we talk about oh, you know, let's be positive. I don't think that sometimes you get people that kind of roll their eyes and you know do this um, um what was that what was that film the kind of Pollyanna approach you know where everything's
1: all singing and oh singing. yes singing in you know, jazz hands jazz
0: hands type thing and always oh, look on on the bright side. How would you approach that?
1: So I don't think being positive means that you're happy and smiley all the time being positive means that you don't get drawn into the doom and gloom you have to acknowledge your feelings if you're feeling down if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling struggling the first step for me is acknowledging that and then working out why why, what is causing that but then there's the question of so what can I do about that what can other people help me with to do that and it's about constantly asking the questions is how can I change this how can I do something differently how can it work better what would make me happy so that being positive to me is asking questions of yourself and the situation around you is not getting drawn into there's only one solution or there's only one path um that it's never going to work using positive language you know to yourself and to others as well and it's not oh I'm happy I'm going to be happy all day and I you know something awful's happened but I'm going still going to be happy and smiling it's not about that it's about going so something has not worked well you know and I when you say failure a lot of people used to fear failure but you know you're learning all the time so it's so, okay it hasn't gone well what can I learn about this? How can I do something differently? How can I change? How can um, how can I make something better out of this situation?
0: And I love that you say that as well, because um, it's reminded me that even before I'd done all of my training, when I was back in corporate, I was in Another another multinational organisation, and um, you know how they were was always going through a, a, a reorganisation, a restructuring, a transformation, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we always had a
1: transformation. We know that well. We know that well. <laughs> we know that
0: well. Every two or three years, there was a transformation, and I can remember sitting with um, some of the some of the guys that were that were the managers in the team, and I used to I found myself repeating this, and it's something that I then have shared with a lot of people um, in coaching and things, but it is about, you know, um, can you change it? And sometimes we can't change it. So then, you know, it's about that, then that level of acceptance, Um, but there's no point moaning about stuff really that we can't change. And then um, can you influence it? So if we can influence it, then what can you do to influence it? How can you influence it? And then if there's absolutely nothing you can do and it's going to happen anyway, or, you know, the situation is as it is, then what can you do to be more accepting of it? You know, or how can you change your mindset around that? And i would kind of forgotten that I was frequently having those conversations, even back in corporate days. But we often get people that are quite dismissive of like things that are happening in the workplace, you know, or... um, wishing the world was sort of better or wishing that the situation was better, but not really doing anything about it. And it affects them. Like mood is contagious as well, isn't it? It affects yeah, it the is. mood of, of the people that are there. And then that can end up affecting the culture as well, can't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I can remember once in, um, and whether we did this the right way or not, I keep thinking about this, but we once had to make some of my team um, redundant and, We told everybody at once in a group situation and there was two people in that room who were very, very vocal and other people would probably be more accepting of it and sort of had that mindset of, okay, so this is happening. How do we make the best out of this situation? What does it mean for me? Please explain it. How do I then move forward? You know, I want to keep my job or I want to do, you know, is there an opportunity to do something different? You know so you kind of get that conversation, but then you get other people that are so and it, it comes from a place of fear. You know, anger is comes out a lot as well. There was, you know, a lot of angry angry people in, in at the time. And yet, and that breeds because people are talking at the coffee machine, or you know, they'll go sit at the desk with their best friend and talk about it and And the thing you mentioned about acceptance is, is interesting, isn't it? Because there's like the change curve, Um, you know, you go through denial and then you kind of, you get to that point where there's some acceptance, but you know what, if you can't accept it, you need to be prepared to take action to change. Like you said, you know, you need to take action. And so long, so often we spend time sitting in a role or doing something we don't like and, and kind of moaning about it and not but not willing to change and not willing to take action. So what do I need to do to get out of it? Who do I need to ask for help? Where can I go for support? You know, and and it is, leadership is a two-way street. You know, your managers should support you um, and they need to go and help you and find the courses and, and support you in that. But you need to take responsibility and not sit there waiting for somebody to um, make choices and decisions for you because if you do that you're giving all your power all your to, to that person to that individual and really who knows you the most you need to know yourself the most you, you know your manager doesn't know half of, of what you want or your dreams and your ambitions so you need to take some responsibility for yourself as well
0: absolutely you know and I love that because yeah nobody can I always say, and I say it to kids as well it'd be lovely if you could just like lift the top off somebody's head and have a little look inside yeah, like, go, yeah. oh I didn't realize you liked that and I didn't know oh, what do you thought that do you and they do we'll have a little poke about we'll rearrange those things and that'll be all just hunky-dory but your managers can't do that either so they can't see inside your head and see what you're thinking and you know all your people if you're leading that team either um so, yes, we have to be able to, uh, you know, to stop and think and see, see where we can do things differently or what it is that we want. And even really to own some of those areas or situations or circumstances that we are mourning about, I suppose, that we are finding quite negative. If we've got listeners, how would they go about becoming more positive regardless of what they're doing or what's happening? How would they become more positive?
1: Yeah so one thing that I did because I found myself um, at some point I just couldn't see the wood for the trees. I, my husband was on shifts I was two nights alone with two young kids two dogs my daughter was swimming five times a week um, and the work I was in at work at half eight, I was leaving at six or seven um, and he was just like, I just thought that is this is, is this life? Is this? I'm so exhausted, just keeping everything going, and I just couldn't see anything that I was getting any benefit from, mm. in the sense of it, everything was just a drain. Things that should have been a positive experience were, were felt like a chore. Another list. So one thing you can do is is look at the the scope of what you're trying to achieve, and just ask. could you ask for some more support on some of it could you delegate some of it ask do you really need to do some of the stuff that you're doing can you pause something can you stop something altogether so there's lots of questions around that but one thing I did do is I started writing down positive things in my day that were happening and all I did was take a, a journal and I just started writing things down and I was finding that actually there were some really simple things. When my daughter came home from school and she'd had a good day and she was smiling and she was talking about it, I thought, "God, that's that's great that she feels good today." That I got joy from the fact that she was happy. Um, so I commented and, and noted that down. The fact that the, it was a sunny day and we, I managed to get outside for a walk for ten minutes, or I managed to solve something at work. So. It takes about 30 days to start changing habits. So it's not just an easy, quick fix. So I continued doing this for oh, probably about three months. Um, and I got to the point where actually things started to bother me less. Things started to, I was like, you know, that you'll question yourself. More. I was like, oh, when, when I had, had a negative thought, I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm going to there must be something positive I've done today to counteract that so you started questioning yourself a bit more and questioning what you were thinking and how you were feeling so you start creating that and then the positive habits become start becoming more automatic so you kind of you know you might be driving to work and somebody cuts you up well rather than shout and saying oh the typical I'm going to have a rubbish day now because that person's cut me up and I'm so angry and I'm so I used to start thinking oh right, okay." He's one of them or, you know, type of people that just don't care about anybody else on the road, but that's them, not me. And I'm going to just, I'm going to have a good day today. I'm going to have a positive day. I'm going to go to work. I'm not going to let that affect me and my mindset and my day. Um, So I started, you know, I wasn't even thinking about it sometimes. I just shrugged things off that probably before really, really bothered me. And, you know, and working out what's really important to you as well, what, you know, is worth bothering about. Once you know that and understand that, you can let other stuff go. So in lockdown last year, I thought, how do I share this? How do I share my journey with other people? And that's when I decided to write my um, Positively Positive journal. And it's a guided journal. So it meant that through the coaching skills that I'd learned, I could help people as well. You now, I was just writing stuff down and doing it myself, but this is all about, you know, over about three months, capturing your, your positive thoughts. But there's a lot of self reflection in there. There's a lot of how do you start then building positive goals because it's not just about thinking differently, it's about then taking the next step to take more positive actions to help you, um, and then putting in there more like positive affirmations and and things like that and over a matter of those three months you you start to build up and the idea is you become automatically more positive um and you kind of ditch that whole the world is ending and it's uh, all doom and gloom because you know what it's not all doom and gloom it's just really really hard to see it when you're feeling low um but it's there and it's there you just need to open your eyes you need to capture it you need to think about it and you need to challenge yourself a little bit more to take some positive action so that's what the journal's more about.
0: And I love that you know because I often talk to people about uh, because I work with a lot of the stress and anxiety and the fears and things as well with people is that you know I often talk about how we're wired to notice the negatives but hearing from you that's you know, genuinely gone through that process and then developed your your um positivity planner that's absolutely fantastic for you know for the listeners to hear what oh, you want it's been an absolute pleasure time has flown i'm sure we could talk <laughs> for another few weeks <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say i can keep talking <laughs> we could um but if people want to find you where can they do
1: that so I'm on the usual social media. So I'm on Instagram, so Joanne Coaching. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, I've got, I'm on LinkedIn, Joanne Thompson. I've got my own website, which is www.joannecoaching.com. Um, I'm also part of a group called The Confidence Collaborative, and we're on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page as well. And if you want to look in more professional places, I'm in the Business Coach Directory so you can find me in there. So if you want coaching support or you know to get in touch. But my email is uh t Tcoaching at gmail.com. So yeah, just get in touch, happy to have a chat with people. So
0: yeah. That's fantastic. So and I'll put all of the links in the show notes. So it just leaves me to thank you so much for coming on today. I oh,
1: really enjoyed it. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for um, inviting me. It's been great. Thank you. You know, so listeners,
0: look at your own awareness and just raise that a little bit. Um, Start and write down some of the positives of each day if you want to become a little bit more positive, whether that's in your personal life or in your work. And do uh, grab a journal from Joanne or get in touch with her if you want some career coaching. And then, you know, obviously, if you want to increase your performance, become more resilient, let go of the stress and overwhelm, then do get in touch with me as well. And my contact details are all in the show notes. So then don't forget to leave a review. If you found this helpful, please do share on social media, tag Joanne, tag me, so we can see what you found of value. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.